1: I don't even know what else to say, but uh, hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Liu. I'm joined by an old friend, Joe Wolfon. What's going on, man? We pounded the rock. <laughs> we Shout out to Pound the Rock. We Where p- is that rock? Oh, listen, that rock is with Detroit. Uh, it's it's in Detroit. Uh, I'm sure Dwayne Casey's got it right now. Nick Nurse is... He's just staring at it. Oh, Look, the Toronto Raptors are going to the NBA Finals. Say it again. The Toronto Raptors are going to the NBA Finals. All right. The Toronto Raptors are going to the NBA Finals. Um, currently, it is about two hours after game time. How's your How's your high? How's your post game high? Going strong, man. Yeah. Yeah. Despite the fact that we're back in this bean-smelling room, which uh, shout out, shout out, shout out to this uh, luxury suite that we are recording the podcast. Joey, we we're going to the NBA finals. The Raptors took down the Milwaukee Bucks in Game Six by a score of one hundred and ninety-four. I'm I'm just you know what? Let's just go back to the moments. All right. The 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 biggest moment obviously is when the Raptors. um, Well, it's the dunk. I mean, come on. Is is it the dunk or is it when Kawhi got that offensive rebound after he missed his own? How did he get his own rebound (laughs) off a free throw?
0: I don't know. He did that like multiple times though. And he and he yeah. got that his own rebound off of that 3 in game 5 that was so massive down the stretch yeah. like. And then he um, got fouled too, on the play. It's it's just wild oh, how way. how easily he's able to track those rebounds and like knowing exactly where the ball is going to go and then like refusing to get boxed out, just mm. being able to corral the ball with one hand basically. Just what a magnificent human being. Kawhi Leonard. Um Kawhi. Yeah, you But right. but that dunk was like Okay. I went to another place. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I blacked yeah. out and I came to, and we were holding each other.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, as fate would have it, uh, apologies to Joe, <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Cacharo, He was uh, unfortunately a very ill timed wedding. I would say. Shout out to Cash, man. Shout out. Hope cash. you had a good night, brother. Shout out. Shout out the third member of Pound the Rock. But um, no. But seriously though, like uh, you, me, Alex in Meteor row. The the fourth quarter there, it was just like a super stressful um just experience like the Raptors fell down like 15 16 points uh with like 2 minutes left in the third quarter they just couldn't get anything going yeah it was 76 to 61
0: yeah they, they went on a 10 nothing run to finish which i think turned into a 26 to 3 run in total
1: total 26 to 3 yeah and some of that with with Kawhi on the bench and like when i say every single raptor contributed tonight like Every single Raptor contributed. And that includes Danny Green, who had a couple of defensive plays on that stretch. But yeah. seriously, every single Raptor contributed. He'll to find that his run. He'll find a shot in the finals. I have faith. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. Right, we'll have more Danny Green posting up stuff, Curry, real soon. But um, but yeah, that dunk, I mean, that was I, how much did they put the Raptors up? I think like six points, seven points? I think it put them up eight. I want to say it put points? them up 89, 81, maybe. Like five minutes left. Kyle Lowry, Kyle. Motherfucking Lowry, alright, with the steal, um, blitzing Chris Middleton, who I don't think can dribble the basketball very well. <laughs> and um Lowry took it the, the length of the floor, Giannis is right behind him. Kyle does that very clever Kyle thing where he slows up in the transition, then turns around, uses his body as like a shield, and he yes. tries to shield Giannis. But the thing is, Giannis is right under the rim, he is ready to block whatever shot is coming. Kyle dishes it off to a trailing Kawhi Leonard who takes off from the dotted circle and dunks all over Giannis. This is a legit, true poster. Like, just pure, like, I mean, I don't know. It was insane. How, do, also, how was I not a foul on that play? I don't know. But I don't know, but that's just one of those moments,
0: like, that you hope to kind of just, like, experience in every big game like this is where mm-hmm. – for a moment like that to happen, it's like there's got to be a slow build. Yep. And the Raptors have been building and building mm-hmm. and building, yep. right? They get down 15. They embark on this ridiculous comeback. Crazy. The crowd is going insane. Yep. And, uh, like, the Bucks, I don't know. They they've scored five points over the course of, like, seven minutes or something. The, the, yeah. the Raptors' defense was ridiculous. Yep. And then Lowry comes up with that steal. He's on the break. Giannis is trailing him. And yep. there's just that, like, hum of anticipation, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And Kyle Lowry, like, incredible court
1: awareness always. We've seen always. him do this before. You remember, that? you remember that pass to DeMar yes. trailing against That's, the Celtics like five yep. years ago? He picks off Marcus Smart. He was chubby as hell back then, too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, yeah. He, feeds he was so in. good at hitting the trailer. Uh, and,
0: and honestly, what I love, I think maybe more than anything about Kyle Lowry is mm-hmm. he is so aware of his own limitations. Yes. As a basketball player. And Contrast he, that
1: to Eric Bledsoe, by the <laughs> <like>. way. <laughs> yeah, we can get <laughs> yeah, to thank that. Thank you, Eric Bledsoe. Thank you so much.
0: But Lowry's on the break and he's got a couple of strides on Giannis, but mm-hmm. he knows Giannis is there and he's lurking, yep. and he knows there's like at least a fifty percent chance that he's going to get that shot that shot blocked,
1: like a hundred and fifty percent chance. So he's not going to
0: force it; he's going to wait for help. Yep, he sees Kawhi out of like the back of his head. Yep, dishes it behind him, and and Kawhi threw down that ridiculous dunk, and it was just a perfect moment. And I think there was almost like a moment, like a brief, like, millisecond of stunned silence in the crowd before mm-hmm. they went absolutely ballistic. Yep. And, I mean, I don't know. It just doesn't really get any better than that, man. That was...
1: That was nirvana. It was,
0: it was goosebump-inducing. Um, and then, of course, like, the Bucks came back and made a <laughs> really nice run after that. After that, I think we all... They came up with, like, thought, a 6 nothing run.
1: Yeah. Like, George Hill got a
0: layup. Um, yeah. Brooke Lopez, who's always surprisingly God, good, Brooke like, Lopez. putting the ball on the floor. He has these slow, serpentine yeah. drives to the hoop. Like, Kyle he, Anderson-like. Yeah. yeah. Um Maybe travels on some of them, but like he's got that Euro step down pad. It's so yeah. slow. But the whole Bucks team is a lot of weirdly, steps. weirdly effective. But um, I mean, oh man, yeah, like <laughs> oh, this
1: Raptors team, like they can just take a punch, you know? Like they, they took a couple of punches today. Let's be real. Let's let's be real. The Bucks came out, uh, played a really good defensive game plan. The Raptors were stuck. I think like midway through, like the third quarter, the Raptors had like fifty three points. And it was just so ugly. And I think you got to give Bud some credit in terms of his adjustments because he did put Giannis on Marcus Saul and he put Brooke Lopez on Pascal Siakam. And the idea there was okay, so it, we're not going to allow Mark to be playing that pick and roll game. We're not going to let him activate his playmaking. We're not going to let him shoot. We're not going to let him set big screens. He's the best screener on the team. Well, I, I don't know. Kyle's actually really good. But, um,. But, yeah, I mean, that was a great adjustment. And for the longest time, the Raptors struggled with that offensively. Like, they couldn't get the pick-and-roll yep. game going. Gasol took three shots in this game. And he hit two th- corner threes. Well, that was, like I think, a nice adjustment
0: by the Raptors, right? Yep. Because I think if they were going to have Giannis guarding Gasol, like, they know his impulse is going to be to help at the rim. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot harder for the rest of their guys to rotate out to the corner. Yep. And, but, you know, and Kawhi, Kawhi both times, I think, collapsed the defense and yeah. kicked it out to Mark in the corner, and he was able to
1: knock it down. And the, the, here's the thing, though that's a shot that I feel like Mark struggles with more. He's much more comfortable out the top. Like, remember that end of the game play against Detroit in the regular season when yeah. they aimed at him? It? it was a great play. Great play by Nick Nurse. Almost, you know, almost uh, took down Dwayne Casey. who but, um, but and, he, and that corner three against the Magic, too, in game yeah. one, which was Ex- like yeah, halfway exactly. down. Yeah. So it's not even a necessarily a comfortable spot for him, necessarily, but. I mean, he steps up, he knocks it down. This is what I mean. Like every single Raptor that showed up from the third quarter and the fourth quarter, such that second half to third quarter, and obviously the entire fourth quarter, every single Raptor that stepped on the floor made huge contributions. Yeah, and that quiet play, like again, you got to give the Bucks a lot of credit. Like they they stayed in it, they stayed in it, they they competed. Um, it wasn't even a game where Giannis was playing necessarily that great, but they were doing everything possible. They were getting on the offensive glass. That was killing me. How much the Raptors were just allowing offensive rebounds? George Hill got like an uncontested putback. You know, Brooke Lopez got a putback. You know what I mean? Like, and it's just they stayed in the game. Raptors go blow for blow. And uh, I mean, I, I feel like my mind is blanking out right now. Did Kyle hit a pull up three at some point? Um, yeah. Or there was also a play where Kyle broke down the defense and kicked it out to Kawhi who. I mean, was 0 for 7 at there that point. There was also a play where Kyle absolutely dusted Middleton off the dribble yes. and finished yes. at the rim over Giannis. Yes. And that was the kind of quickness I haven't seen out of Kyle since he was felt. <laughs> Seriously. No, he burned him. He burned him. Dude, a lot. he was, oh, he was so good tonight. Kyle Lowry. Like, in every way. His
0: defense was unbelievable. He took a massive charge at one yep. point. Um, yep. Like, his digs in the post, his rotations. Mm-hmm. Blitzing, blitzing Middleton. Yeah. Like... It just looks two six, pull up threes, six six for ten from the field, three of four from three, seventeen points, five rebounds, <sighs> eight assists, one steal, one turnover in forty one minutes. And amazing. And there were a couple threes he hit in the first half, too, when the Raptors oh. offense was yes. dying on yes. the vine. Yep. And he just and like in that same stretch made that unbelievable play, diving to the floor, knocking the ball ahead to Kawhi <laughs> for a fast break. Like, every time it seemed like the Raptors were just, like, a little bit shook Mm -hmm. or in danger of letting the game slip away from them. I mean, obviously, like, Kawhi is a guy they can trust who can be a steadying influence. But but Lowry does the same thing, man. Like, he steadied them anytime they needed him to. Yeah, sorry, keep going, sorry. I just, like, I I feel like it doesn't really need to be said at this point anymore, I would hope that this game this series this postseason has dispelled any myths about kyle lowry as a playoff performer Mm -hmm. but like this is pure vindication for him man like for for anybody was holding on to any hate for him for whatever reason like you got to give it up to him man this was a closeout game with a chance to go to the finals and you know if you lose you go back on the road for a game seven like this was basically a game seven for the raptors
1: yep and he showed out in every possible way. You took the words right out of my mouth. That's that's exactly what I wanted to say. This Kyle Lowry playoff narrative fucking dies <laughs> today. Today <laughs> it fucking you. dies. I don't want to fucking hear about Kyle Lowry being some playoff Kyle Lowry. I don't want to hear that. I'm sorry about swearing. I'm sorry. <laughs> but seriously, I don't want to hear that anymore. And again, I'm, when that thing was over, the first thought I had was, like, Kyle Lowry is going to the NBA Finals. And – that was the first thing I tweeted. The the vindic exactly, I, 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 and any true Raptors fan that's watched this run, this run is about Kyle Lowry. It's about Kyle Lowry. It, it was about Masai Ujiri, and it was about Demar for a long time. But Demar can only take them so far. JV can only take them so far. And honestly, Kyle Larry, without the help of a guy like Kawhi, could only think of him so far. And there was a great moment on the post game where uh, someone asked Kyle about, you know, you've been here seven, seven years, you've been working what at changed? this. What changed? What changed? And he was literally like, sitting there with he Kawhi, burst he's out like, laughing. He's like, yo, what do you mean? Come on. Look at my man right here. Look at Kawhi Leonard, all right? He is God. But um, no, but seriously, I'm so happy for Kyle because, again, like he has – he his emergence as a basketball player – James Dolan refusing to trade for Kyle Lowry in that 2013 December period. He turned the Raptors around. He turned them from a team that was in a tank for Andrew freaking Wiggins into a team that suddenly finished with the Atlantic Division banner, which is still hanging in there, by the way. 48 wins and a loss to the Nets. He got blocked. 2015, he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal. He was broken at the end of the season. But yeah. He was broken. But yo, that I, forget, I remember like the, the run where they wanted that West Coast swing Was Raptors always going this West Coast swing in like December ish. He was player of the month in December. He was player playing the, the, m- the best insane. basketball of his career, yeah. There was a game where I remember it was like Portland overtime and that was a really good Portland game, and I think that's the game he actually got hurt. But like the way and like the the way he was just balling out in that and that in that start of the season was great. But then obviously, you know, he gets hurt. He gets really embarrassed. Twenty fifteen is probably his lowest point. I mean like Bradley B is Bradley Beal talking shit to him. That was that was tough to watch. That was rough. Comes back, Skinny Lowry. Skinny Lowry, svelte. All right, the pictures of him with um, what's his name? Kyle Quinn. Kyle Quinn. Brian Roberts. Um, <laughs> iconic man. I think maybe Darren Collison. I don't know. It was a very strange group of players. But Kyle looking great, looking great. And then the way he started 2016. I mean, completely different player. Adds the pull up three to his game to the point where he had that game. 41 points against Steph Curry. Now, Steph Curry had 44. That was the year the Warriors, you know, won 73 wins. It was one of the best games I've ever seen. And Even though the Raptors lost, I'm not I'm not upset. Kyle had 41 in that game.
0: He also had 43 against the Cavs. And the game winner. Than,
1: yeah. Over Matthew Delava You know, get to the el- elbow, turn, spin, jumper, win. And he was so great. He pushes the Raptors to the Eastern Conference Finals. Obviously, he struggles throughout that thing, but...
0: He did not struggle throughout. That that is that is a misconception. He couldn't, man. He couldn't
1: score. He was great okay, at everything. Listen, else, but He couldn't score. He
0: struggled in the Indiana series. Yep. Everything after that, like from the from basically from Game Three in the Miami series onward, he was yep. magnificent. And in the yeah, Cleveland series, that's that's the, the right. games that they won, Game Three and Four, Game Four especially was yep. just like w- one of the best games that he has ever played. Yeah. One of the best games that any Raptor has ever played.
1: Yes. Um, absolutely. And that was a good, yo. Remember that game. Not to revisit painful memories, but that 20. Remember that game four in the fourth quarter, the Cavs literally ran that stupid play from the elbow 14 14 times in a row. 14 times in a row, and they scored 14 times in a row. And guess who blew
0: it up in the end? The 15th time. Who came up with a steal? It was Kyle Lowry. It was Kyle Lowry. Um, Um, But anyway, I think, like, honestly, if you take out that that 2015 sweep against Washington, mm -hmm. I don't think that narrative really exists, at least not nearly to the same extent that it does. It's just like that was. Like you said, so embarrassing, and that was the one when he really was terrible. He and was not just awful like not just one. bad shooting the ball, but bad like yeah, getting yeah. absolutely worked defensively at the yeah. point of attack. Like, and
1: you know what? We have to be fair. He was hurt. He was really hurt. He was, but he was I think really that
0: you know that series more than any anything is why. Yeah. And, and obviously, like the Indiana series and like the Miami series where he, like he
1: has that shooting session after game one. I um, hey mean, it worked out. You got to do what you got to do. You know who came up big in game seven? Thirty five points. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry made Mike Breen scream bang. Yeah. I don't think I don't think Mike Green has ever screamed bang for any other Raptor player. That was um, Kyle Lauer who did that, and then like 2017. Okay, he plays a great year, great year of 2017, incredible. incredible. But then he what? He hurts his wrist and he has to have surgery. And there was like a weird thing about like him going golf. Shot a
0: shot a nine in the three point contest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A
1: nine, the, the six upside down nine. Now <laughs> that was that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to watch. Yeah, and you and you know what? I mean, he he barely comes back in time for the playoffs. You know the Bucks series. It it was decent, but I mean like you know he was. He misses the second two games of the Cavs series. They got swept. That was hard. The team comes back. They sort of, like, ask Kyle to take a lesser role. And, you know, he had been the star of the team. He's like, all right, you know, DeMar's going number one. You're going to be number two. He accepts that role. He becomes better at all the other things in terms of just, like, you know, becoming a better playmaker, becoming a better off-ball player. And, again, like, and throughout the playoffs, Kyle was great in that Wizards series. Really good. Um, and even in the cast, series, like, game three, the only game the Raptors really – well, game one, I guess. But game three, when the Raptors were making a huge comeback, it was Kyle Lowry who led that thing. 27 points. And obviously OG had 20, and know, the game-tiny shot, whatever. But Kyle Lowry played with pride. And, like, again, this is a guy who has accepted lesser responsibilities, um, you know, taking so many hits in the media. Like, literally – I don't understand why people hate Kyle Lowry so much. They love to hate Kyle Lowry. For what reason, I don't understand – I don't know what he did to your team, but I, I, I get it. I mean, it, was, it must have been devastating. But seriously, like, I'm, I was so happy for Kyle. And when the jumbotron showed him and he had that little stupid grin on his face, I'm just I'm so happy. And I don't. He mean, put I, that hat on
0: so fast. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, that was that was my first thought too. You know, it was like yeah. I was I was really happy for him. And it's like with Kyle, he'll never really let you see him. Get too excited about anything. Like, his, like, you ask him, you know, what it means to him, and it's always just like, you know, it's just one step on our journey, just Mm -hmm. trying to get better every day. Like, we're just trying to get to where we're trying to go. And, like, to see him actually just, like, really basking in it Mm -hmm. was you know, vicariously pretty amazing. Um, yeah, for sure. And I was just like happy that he got to have that moment. And like when they showed him on the Jumbotron and the building just erupted, yeah, standing ovation, Kyle chanting, Lowry his, chanting his name. Like, Lowry,
1: Lowry. He
0: just, he deserved oh. that moment, man. And and Seriously. he deserves the vindication that is surely coming his way because I think it's hey. it's been a myth. It's been overstated for so long. Mm. And, you know, this has probably been his best postseason run. I think we can say that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, but like Like, literally, you take out out game one against the Magic. He's been great, but this is always the player that he has been. You know what I mean? And I and I think the big difference right now is like he's just playing the role that he was always meant to play.
1: Exactly, he was never supposed to be the one A guy, and part of the issue was Demar was also not supposed to be the one A guy. Like he just faltered in that, and then when Demar couldn't do it. And I was like, Kyle, because like look at the rest of the roster. Like, again, no offense to the former Raptors. But we were talking about this like before the game. 2016, Eastern Conference Finals. The Raptors started. Bismack Biombo, who was Luis in the Scola. Building. Shout out Bismack in, yeah. in the building sitting beside Nav with, with, with the Fedora on, looking great. Um, Louis Scola, as you mentioned, and Damari Carroll, who was yeah. beyond broken at that point. Eastern Conference Finals. Like And they won and two this is,
0: games with that combo. And this is what I'm saying. It's like how how can you pin the Raptors' playoff failures on Lowry? Mm-hmm. Just look up and down the rosters of those Raptors' teams. Man. Yep. He was the reason that they got to where they got to. Yep. And, <sighs> you know, all respect to DeMar. Like he, I think, yep, did great for things sure. for this team and for this city. He took him as far as he could. Um, but it's like you said, he was never meant to be that 1A guy either. And, and yeah. I think both he and Kyle... Are better off in situations where there's somebody that they can defer to. And I, you mm-hmm. know, DeMar had a pretty good season in San Antonio, but, yeah, yeah. but like, he's not a great fit playing alongside Lamarcus Aldridge. Like, if you put, um, DeMar basically, like, if you surrounded him with a supporting cast that could, like, shoot and make up for, like, the shooting that he doesn't provide, basically put him on the ball, like, he could have a similar redemptive playoff moment. It's just about opportunity and about
1: situation. Um, yeah. But the
0: fact, like, Lowry was always a better player.
1: I, I don't, yeah. uh, I don't well, think that should be that. up for debate.
0: And Only last
1: year was a close. And honestly, that's because Kyle started a little bit slower. And then when Kyle came on the second half of the season, they were neck and neck. And depending on if you want like the advanced analytics more, like, Kyle was the better player. Um, and I, I guess the final thing with Kyle, because, you know, look, we, we, there's so many rappers to talk about. Kawhi, obviously, we got to go back to what Kawhi was doing. But, um, in terms of the one true raptor like you have a lot of like a lot of bodies have sort of been left behind and you know what i mean like it's just been a huge journey and you you know people can people will will only go through life with you for so long and um as a raptors fan like you got to hold on to your identity somehow and there are two pillars of identity left there's kyle Lowry and there's masai jiri right that's it that's it, and the Raptor, I guess, and Superfan, but and Drake, I guess, but you know what I mean? Like it's Kyle and it's it's Masai, and um, they had a nice moment on court too. Had a the nice moment presentation cr- again. It, it, it's just you know it was painful that they were beefing earlier in the season. Obviously, the trading tomorrow was an upset. I don't think thing. they were ever
0: beefing though. Well... I don't I just okay, like Okay, they were not beefing,
1: but like, you know, there it was it was hostile. I guess whatever. They they, they had, had to have a, they
0: had to have a sit down at some point, right? To yeah. to thaw things
1: out. So, and you know, around the time of the trade deadline, when you see those reports come out, uh Raptors are talking to the Grizzlies and they want Marcus All and they want Mike Conley and it's like maybe it we'll just swap centers and point guards and you know, Kyle was dealing with that back injury, he wasn't playing that great. And you know, I think on paper, it looks like okay, yeah, Mike Conley would be a better fit. In the situation, especially given the way the Raptors need perimeter scoring, and I'm I'm, I'm I remember at the time I was thinking like, look, I, I I get it from a basketball perspective, I get it, but from a heart perspective, I just can't. You can't, you can't let go of your identity. Kyle Lowry is the last last piece. You know what I mean? Like uh, so many guys are gone, and you have to keep him. Um, and I, you just have to ride it out. And I I was at a point where I was like. Look, if we have Kawhi, we have Marcus, all we have all these other guys, and we lose because of Kyle Lowry, I'm willing. I'm willing to give him that chance. I'm willing to give Kyle Lowry that chance to play in a different role, and to get back into this moment. And I think the moment of vindication with Kyle being able to get. I mean, he played amazing in this series. He played amazing in this series. Um, Yeah, and you know. (laughs) Like that rebound he got against the, uh, the the Sixers. I mean, he he had he's had so many moments. Also, a really underrated so moment. Happy for him.
0: Um, the presence of mind when when the shot clock didn't yes. reset. Yep. After you know Pascal misses that layup, mm-hmm. the Raptors get the rebound. The shot clock didn't reset, yep. and it got kicked out to Kyle for like a what would have been a wide open three with two yep. seconds on the shot clock. Yeah. And he didn't shoot it. You he know didn't what have I mean? The like, any moment. Um. So that's just like that's just who he is man he's he's an absolute basketball genius um and he might he might miss some shots he might go through some struggles physically yep. or otherwise but but he's not going to like he's not going to beat himself he's not going to no. like he's not going to lose because of mental mistakes like that dude is always locked in he always competes like 110% and He's the none perfect. Of, none perfect of this is possible post-star. without him, right? None of this is possible without him. And that's, that's yeah. just the bottom line. What you were talking about, like, if they had traded him at the trade deadline, like, what I said at the time was if the Raptors win a championship without Kyle Lowry, I will enjoy it like 50% less. I yeah.
1: mean that. And and again, both of us, our first thoughts were with Kyle. So we're really happy about Kyle. Let's go back to Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi Leonard. Also uh, pretty good. Also pretty, pretty good. Kawhi Leonard. Um, I, I don't even want to look at the efficiency necessarily because, you know, 9 of 22, not the greatest. Um, obviously, he has had more efficient nights. But, again, I, I think what really impressed me about Kawhi is that will to win, like the number of rebounds that he scooped up. And maybe you want to chalk it up to bucks in experience. I mean, like they had offensive rebounding issues in K5. That kind of, you know, killed them then. And same thing tonight. I mean, in the biggest moments, whether it was Kawhi making shots whether it was Kawhi making defensive plays, like what did Giannis do in the fourth quarter? He, yeah. I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean. Not like, You know, and it's like the Raptors have one true closer, and that that is that is Kawhi Leonard. And closing a game doesn't necessarily mean hitting the biggest shots. Closing the game means just making a play, making the play that puts you over the top. Those two offensive rebounds that he hit, and then the two free throws to ice I mean, like,
0: I mean maybe oh, even bigger than that, and and like talk about the dunk and those offensive rebounds and the way that he closed it out. They're down 15 points. Mm -hmm. I don't know how much time was left in the third quarter, but like two minutes, two eighteen. Yeah, so they're down 15 points, and they go on a ten nothing run, and it's pretty much entirely Kawhi who makes it happen, right? Quieting jumpers. He He hits a three. The Next time down, he hits a pull up two. Yep. Next time down after that, he dishes to surge for a dunk. Yep. Next time down after that, he draws a three shot foul on Bledsoe. Yep. Hits the first two, yep. gets his own rebound, yep. hits another free throw. Boom! Yep. That's a ten nothing run, and it's a five point game going yep. into the fourth instead of
1: a fifteen point game, and it's huge. And that's all, the whole difference. Like how demoralizing that must be for the Bucks. They have like uh, the most of the benches in at that point. Like, you know what I mean? Like the Bucks if they're going to capitalize and they bring Gian- Giannis back in late just so they can st- finish quarter strong. That was their chance to capitalize and instead of capitalizing, instead of closing that game out cuz again, it, we're talking about like it was 15 points. Instead Kwai's like, "No, we're going to have a chance in this game. I'm going to make a close. Y'all going to give me like 3 minutes to recharge my batteries and I'm going to come back and finish the shit." Yeah, and that, that and that's 3 exactly minutes, what that happened. 3
0: minutes was huge too. Yes, and um let's talk
1: about that. Big big shouts to Fred VanVleet who was on
0: the floor for that run and Fred VanVleet senior. Um, the greatest shooter ever. I, another guy who I'm just like, I'm so happy for mm-hmm. and proud of. I mean, he was going through one of the worst shooting slumps that I've ever seen a good shooter go through yes. throughout the postseason, right? <laughs> it doesn't make that, sense. That it Philly series, sense. disgusting. You know, the first yeah. two games of this series, awful. And yeah. the last three games of this series, he shot 14 for 17 from three. The 2019 version of Norm
1: Powell, baby.
0: Yeah. Or like, you know, this is what J.R. Smith used to do to the Raptors, basically. That's what <laughs> that's what Fred VanVleet just did uh, to the Bucks. Oh, my God. Um, uh. And all, so he hit seven threes in game five. All seven mm-hmm. of them came off of the catch. Yep. I've been a big proponent of like, Fred needs to play off, off of the, the ball. ball. He's off a great ball. off-ball mover. His yep. relocation in this series has been excellent. Huge, man. But Huge. he hit two pull-up threes in this yep. game. And they were both... Absolutely massive, including one that put them up five in the fourth quarter.
1: Yep. Um Oh man! By the way, the, and, Ra- the Raptors targeting Brooke Lopez and just hitting jumper after yeah. jumper after. Bud specifically said in the in the two game in the off day between games five and six that oh I, you know I looked at the tape you know like I I saw that you know um you know Lopez it, 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 his switching is fine they're contested shots
0: yeah well they did stop Listen. switching but that was the thing I, I think so the Bucks made that adjustment. They, they, they weren't switching as much, and they put Lopez on Siakam. And the mm. Raptors' response to that was to, was to use Siakam as a screener yep. time and time again. Yep. And I thought that was absolutely the right approach because anytime mm-hmm. Siakam basically like tried to uh, drive the ball right at Lopez, it wasn't particularly successful. But no. using him as a screener was very successful. Yep, yep. And Van Vliet hit a pull-up three out of that action. I think Lowry got one. Kawhi yep. usually likes to go into the mid-range rather than pulling up from three, but he did that to great effect. Mm-hmm. Kawhi's
1: passing, by the way, throughout the series has improved tremendously. Seven assists tonight. After nine in game five.
0: And a couple that didn't drop, like one in particular that Siakam couldn't knock down, that was a blind backhand whip pass to the corner. I don't know how he does it, man. Like, you know, we've been saying all season, really. It's like the one thing that is missing in Kawhi's game, but... The last few games, man, oh, it hasn't coming. looked like something that's missing. He, like it's coming. He's shown that he can definitely – I think the reads maybe aren't always quite there, but the mm-hmm. ability to make those passes is definitely there.
1: Yeah. And I, I think especially against a, a Bucks defense where you can kind of predict how they're going to play, it's a little bit easier to either relocate and sort of catch them off guard um, or just as a passer, you know where people are going to be and you know where the weaknesses are going to come from. And I think the Raptors spacing throughout the series has gotten a lot better. Yeah. Um, I, I think this is again, like the Raptors are at their best are a team where there's a team concept. The team can generate shots. And we saw today in that three minutes, whatever, where Kawhi sat to start the fourth quarter Raptors made a big comeback. Um, and actually I think tied the game, um, and, you know what I mean, like, at the, at the the Raptors as a team needs to be able to score, and it's not going to be necessarily super efficient, but they need to get good quality shots, and then their defense is so good, I mean, oh my god, their defense is so good, the it's, Bucks scored 95 man. or 94 points tonight, the Bucks are really good offensively, like, they shot, what did they shoot, the Bucks shot, hit 12 threes, shot 31 free throws, oh my god, they're going to regret the free throws, 22 of 31, in a game like this? Yeah, like Jan- Giannis 5 for 10. I mean, underrated <laughs> subplot of the series
0: was him just forgetting how to shoot free
1: throws, right? Yeah. Like, that was oh, I think, actually
0: so devastating.
1: I thought it was just like in game four, right, when the crowd went so loud when Giannis ever shot, shot free throws. And he shot, I think, like two for seven. I thought it was like a home crowd thing. But then to see him struggle again in game five, I'm like, yo, he's just overthinking everything. And that's what happens when you got Kawhi on you the whole game. But, um, no, but seriously, the, the Raptors are the best when they have the team functioning as a, as a cohesive, you know, um, unit. And then also when Kawhi comes in and he can sort of get his own baskets while also operating within that. And we're seeing these two, last two performances, like, without the Kawhi assists, without the the, the, the kickouts and stuff, because the Bucks basically were like, yo, we're going to send three guys into the paint, Kawhi, and we'll see if Kawhi can score over that. And it's sort of just like, all right, the other guy's got to hit shots, the other guy's got to be in the right position, and Kawhi's got to hit – Them with the right pass, and that's finally happening. Shout out, Fred! Uh, Man, shout out, Fred! So I was, I was gonna say, like we talked about, we talked
0: about his shooting, but so many impact plays in this game that are were like so easy to miss. I mean, one of them is just an incredible dig into the post to to get a jump ball when Giannis is like looking to go to that spin move. Mm -hmm. He's unbelievable with those digs. So good. Um, remember when he did that to the Demarcus Cousins and the Pelicans? Do I ever? I think he ripped him like five times in that game. Anyway. He is so good at helping into the post. Yep. Um and late in the third quarter when the Raptors are making that run, obviously, you know, we talked about what Kawhi did to make that ten ten nothing run happen, but they also gave up zero points. Yep. And part of the reason for that is um like a couple times basically when they were rotating, Fred had to sink down and ends up with Brooke Lopez on him. Yeah. And boxes him out so the Raptors can close the possession yes, with a defensive right. rebound.
1: Two times he did that. And again, we're talking about five eleven. Fred VanVleet boxing out seven-footer Brooke Lopez. We just got to put that on record. Because Brooke Lopez was killing the Raptors on the offensive glass. Yeah. But not against Fred. Not against Fred. And Fred, even like a couple times when he
0: ran the pick and roll, which, I, again, I don't love for him. I uh, prefer him yeah. playing off of the ball. But he Likewise. made good decisions. Like, he he made one really nice pocket pass to Ibaka for a yep. bucket. Yep. Just an all- Like, incredible game for him. And highest plus-minus. Like, game-high plus-minus in each of the last two games. He was a plus 28.
1: 28 in a game- In a
0: six-point win. <laughs> A plus twenty eight uh, in game five
1: yeah. and tonight a plus twelve. So, Fred becoming playable again is massive. It's it's just so big because, um, I mean, low key the Raptors are a little bit short on playmaking, and they kind of need another guy. That's uh, those two point guard lineups. Like as much as look, there's a deficit in size, whatever, and you try to make up with it with IQ and stuff. But like really, when those two guys can actually stay on the floor de- defensively, and I think the Bucks in this series kept playing guys that like you know like fred could guard like realistically if kyle and fred had to guard middleton for a couple possessions like it was like it was okay it was you weren't gonna get killed by it over and over again and i think um fred being able to have a defensive assignment and then obviously the stress distress of you know a successful birth and things like that like it's just uh, he's been amazing man he's honestly like 2017 norman powell
0: but so is 2019, Norman Powell. So is,
1: yeah, that's right. So let's talk about Norman Powell too. He had a corner three in that uh, fourth quarter run there. Yeah. Um,
0: he had a nice. He attacked a closeout from the corner, like, yep. and this was like when the game was threatening to get away from them too. Yep. He, he he drove baseline and dunked. Yeah, which was that's big. true. Yeah. Um, and Ilya
1: Silva trying to take charges all game and flop. He was like, "No, nah, no, nah, I'm, I'm not doing that. I'm just gonna dunk the ball here." Um, but um. I mean, like Norm stepping up throughout those series, like just giving them minutes. Because, like look, realistically, Danny's gonna play better eventually, but I mean, holy crap, Danny's had a bad series. And, you know, I don't think they're gonna start change the starting line Bad like two that. series, let's be honest. He was he had some
0: shaky moments in the Sixers series. He had a shaky series against the Sixers. Yeah, okay, yeah, fair. Um, I was going to say, that
1: game five was all right. I thought today was going to be that game five against the Sixers type of performance from Danny, but yeah. when he missed those two threes early on, it was, it was bad. And, like, again, like, the Raptors don't have that many wings, especially with OG out too. So they needed someone to step up and fill some of those minutes. Obviously, Fred doing that is great, um, but obviously Norm doing that is is also good because, you know, Norm, th- there is something there with Norm, and I, and I hope, you know, in the next series against... You know, the Golden State Warriors in the NBA freaking finals. um, I'm I'm hoping to see Norm kind of replicate some of that energy that he brings off the bench because, like, he can do things. He he clearly can shoot. Like, I think he shooting, like, 40% for three in the playoffs.
0: And during the season, that's what he shot. Yeah. So... He can shoot. The thing with Norm is he has always been really useful against aggressive defenses. Defenses that like to blitz or load up on one guy. Yep. Norm is a guy who will shoot without hesitation and he is a guy who can straight line drive off of the catch mm-hmm. and, and also useful. And so if you're playing a scrambling defense, you know, where guys are hard doubling and then they have to rotate out and close out like Norm is going to be useful because he, yeah. he's like, he doesn't get shaken easily. Like you saw him, like he's been taking those shots with confidence Yep. and he can put the, he can put the ball on the floor and he can get to the basket. And that's yeah. all the Raptors need him to do in this series and to defend capably, which he's also, you know, able to do obviously. Yep. Um, he was huge, and just like those three guys—Fred, Ibaka, Powell—yep. That, honestly, like there are so many things you could say won the Raptors the series, but yeah. coming into the series, that was the thing I looked at, and I was like, man, that is a huge
1: advantage for the Bucks, and that's the yep. thing that really, really worries and, me. And that's why I picked the Bucks early. I was like, yo, the Raptors bench, because all we saw from the Sixty Series with the Raptors bench. I mean, Serge had, like, two or three good games, but otherwise was, like, real bad. Norm right. didn't even play, and Fred was, like, seven points in seven games. I couldn't believe it. But then... And, and like, the Bucks guys, like Hill, Eliasova, yeah, and Connaughton had they just, had just had just gotten
0: done, yeah, eviscerating the Celtics. So, um, um, yeah, I thought, I was like, you know what, like, the Raptors starters can easily play them to a standstill, but yeah. the
1: bench is going to get creamed, and that's why they're going to lose. Battle. Yeah. And, and it looked like that to start the game, too. Like, the first quarter when the bench came in all those guys were struggling a little bit like Surge in particular was really struggling yeah. and Serge by the way had a really strange game in the sense that he was so bad in the first half like when he jumped and committed that third foul by like you know Ilya Silva was like on the baseline like he wasn't even like he wasn't even in the corner he was just like trying to take a long two he fakes Serge just collapses on him completely bites for the fake and it's just like he was having such a bad time and it was just like you know he was sh- missing some shots. Second half though, Mark picks up his what fourth foul really quickly. Yep. And Serge has to come in early, and he gives the Raptors not necessarily um, like uh, like great production. Like he's not giving them like twenty points or something like that. But like he just gave the Raptors stability. He gave their he, he kept the defensive intensity up, and he played for a very long stretch. I think he played like maybe sixteen minutes straight. In that second, in, in that second half, and like I thought, the Raptors did a better job, especially after halftime, of identifying. Okay, so if the defense is going to load up on Kawhi like this, there's opportunities for Serge to cut, and Serge got a couple uncontested baskets, a dunk, you know, um, a great pass by Kawhi where he Serge just slipped in between two defenders and Kawhi found him. It was I, I couldn't believe he was doing that, but um, Kawhi made that same pass by the way to Siakam on like that last play where he yep. Siakam just couldn't finish the layup. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, seriously, Serge, Serge stepped up and he gave them real minutes. And I'm really happy for Serge as well because, like, I mean, it's weird. I just never never like seeing him struggle. He really is all feast or famine, but, like, when he's bad, he's so bad and he takes up so much heat. But then when he's good, like, like, his energy changes this team. Yeah. And him just, like, stepping up and guarding Giannis is, like, is big, man.
0: And not to get too far ahead of ourselves here, but they're really going to need him to be good against the Warriors, right? Like, they... You know, it could, yes, that that, right. that, yeah. that could be uh, like a pretty tough series for Mark. I think
1: so. It could be, but at the same time, I feel like uh, I don't know. I, I've been really impressed with Mark's perimeter defense. It, as it, he's slow, he's big, but like he just somehow walls you off. He makes you dribble away from the basket. If he traps you, he's he's not just going to beat. It's yeah. not like an Enis Cantor situation. No, I mean it's
0: not a JV situation. Let's he, go. He moves his feet well, even though he doesn't move them quickly, if that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And he's also as good, I think, as any big man at using his hands. You know, whether that's sticking them up straight in the air or using them to swipe at balls and, like, getting steals, you know, without committing fouls. Like, his defense in this game was magnificent. His defense in this series was magnificent. And everything the Raptors did, I mean, Kawhi's going to get the bulk of the credit and probably deservedly so. For sure. But no one guy is slowing down Giannis, right? That's not how it works. No one guy is doing that. It's a team defense. Kawhi was fantastic, but it's like you got to send waves of defenders at him. And that's what the the Raptors did all series.
1: Double teaming with with, with Mark. And
0: and Mark's doubles were consistently great. You know, like he's coming over on time. He's recovering. Yeah. And and he's forcing Giannis to dribble
1: away from the basket, exactly, well, to the baseline, exactly. away from the basket, whatever. But he his doubles are effective, and they're not. I, I don't I don't know what it was. I mean, the Raptors were just really good at like zoning up on the weak side or whatever, so there was no easy pass. But Giannis would always try to dribble out of it instead of making the pass. Right.
0: But and, it's also you know, it's also really hard to make a pass over Marc Gasol's standing reach. You know, yeah, like that's and also Kawhi's there. It's it's a lot of arms. And two defensive players of the year. Yeah, how many wild. teams
1: in the NBA have had two defensive players of the year, Dude. at the same time? Yeah,
0: I mean, like, I, I just it's it's incredible, man. Their defense is so fun to watch. <sighs> like it, the the intelligence, the speed they move at, like it's mm. it's legitimately incredible. And um, and Gasol is at the heart of that, man. And, and like yep. having him on the back line has been so crucial. And I know all three series. I, I know there's been a lot of. You know, JV truthering, and and I don't think it is entirely unwarranted. There have no, been no. moments where it's like it would be nice to have JV's post scoring and his ability sure, to bust yeah. a mismatch. Like, yeah, that stuff is definitely important, and, and it has been frustrating at times to watch Gasol like not able to score over Tobias Harris or Chris Middleton in the post. But he gives you so much other stuff. Yeah, and and one of those things is like you have a defender up top on Giannis who's going to make it as difficult as possible for yep. him to drive. You have two guys basically waiting at the elbows, sitting mm-hmm. on his spin move. Yep. And if he manages to bust through, mm-hmm. like Gasol is there at the rim to meet him every single time. And yep. You know, all he has
1: to do is just stand there. He sticks his hand straight in the air. And then once one, and if you if you try to spin move, he will swipe down. He will get that steal. Yeah. Um, um, I like the way that uh, I mean I, I I thought some of the foul calls on Gasol were a little bit shaky, but like. Um, I, I generally speaking, like over the course of the series, I like the way they officiated, especially that swipe down move. Cause it didn't, cause in the regular season like he was getting called for fouls, like every time he did it for some reason. And in the playoffs, it was, it's been much more effective. Like him swatting Embiid, um, him swatting Nick Vucevic, uh, him swatting Giannis in this one, like Gasol's defense has been, has been great. And, um, Pascal, I mean, we, we talked about Pascal in terms of his utility, like it's sort of like a matchups thing in terms of just like you know the the bucks you know changed up the defense they took gasol out of the equation um and to his credit gasol didn't really force a shot too much but the fact that he passed up one shot i remember that and he took the really really
0: egregious one yeah but
1: then look he only took three shots he made two of them two of them were threes like you can't really ask for anything more in terms of just what he actually did with the shots available to him and those are big shots in the second half too but um Pascal, like, him getting involved in more of the offense, him, again, playing a different role, that screen-and-roll sort of situation. I thought he – especially when he got in the screen-and-roll situation, he finished well. Like, I thought to the start of the game, he made some poor decisions and just was making bad reads. But as the game went on, he really locked in. And the one play that he came up with that was huge was the Bucks were down three with, like, under a minute left. They come out of the timeout. They run a George hill Giannis pick pick-and-roll where they get Kyle, who had five fouls, switched on to Giannis. And Hill um, throws a pass over the top to Giannis, and who reads that play? But Pascal Siakam leaps into the air, taps it away, secures the ball, brings it up, and you know I'm not saying that that secured the win for the Raptors because the Raptors still ultimately didn't score on that possession and still had to wait out like the world's longest inbound ever. But like it
0: was a terrible pass from George Hill, but a a really good read by Siakam, like read it the whole way, and. Yeah, like, he, his his defense has also been massive in the series. Like, he spent a lot of time on Giannis mm-hmm. at the point of attack. His rotation's out to the corner. Oh, my God. Like, the way that he closes out, and it's like, these, this is something, like, the best defenders are able to do. Like, you close out hard, yep. but you stop. Like, yep. you're able to stop your momentum from either carrying you into that shooter where you yep. might foul them, yep. or carrying you past them where they can pump fake and then still get a clean look. He's there. He stops. And he's right in your grill. He did the exact same thing like to Malcolm Brogdon at, yep, the, at the end of that game, game five, five before yep. that turnover. Yeah, his defense has been exceptional. And I agree Like about his decision-making. It hasn't always been the best. Yeah. But it's just he has so much physical ability it's incredible. that it
1: almost just doesn't even matter sometimes. And The rest think, of the game is going to come to him, too. And when that happens, when him and Giannis and Kawhi are playing together <laughs> with Fred VanVleet Sr., senior, senior,
0: Thirty-seven-year-old Kyle Lowry just yeah, we Andre keep, Millering it out there. Listen, we
1: got to keep Kyle. We got to keep Kyle, all right, man, um, for all time. No, but seriously, Pascal. I mean, he made great plays, and even um, a very underrated play on the next possession, I believe, where um, that's when I think Bro Lopez uh, drove. Mark was in there, took a. He was trying to take a charge. His foot was in the dotted circle. Like it was a, it was a correct call. It was a correct call. Yeah, he was in the um, circle, and and uh, that gave them two free throws. Um, I mean, the Bucks were down three, and Brooke Lopez is wide open from the three-point line, and it was, once again, Pascal Siakam flying out to the top of the key to deny that. Now, Brooke still made a great play, dribbled around, and, you know, got fouled or whatever, but, like, that three could have tied the game. Yeah, and, um... There's something I pointed out. At- 42 minutes, and he was just flying around in the final minutes. It's I don't crazy. know how he, he does never
0: it. gets tired. Literally never. Um, but yeah, there's something I pointed out after game five also, where he his rotations are so heads up, and anytime like he's guarding Giannis, like it's hard to know when to make that rotation from the top. Yep. Instead of letting that rotation basically come up from the corner. Yep. And. Um, he made, like, a similar rotation in Game 5 to take away a Brook Lopez 3. Mm-hmm. He knew that he was guarding Giannis yep. and that he could afford to make that rotation. He knew that he was going to be able to get there faster than Kawhi was, yep. who was probably, like, the next closest guy. And Kawhi, like, started running up to close out onto Brook as well. But Siakam got there first, and Kawhi, like, immediately read it and switched back onto Giannis, who started his cut, like, after Siakam rotated off of him. And that's just, like... For this to work, there's got to be that kind of mind meld. You know, it's got to be a sort of hive mind like defense where you're you're reading and reacting to each other as much as you are to the opponent, and that's why it's just been such a joy to watch this Raptors defense because they're all
1: so attuned and so smart. That was the one thing everyone said after the trade deadline. You know, they said played a couple games with Mark, and they were like, "Yo, the IQ on this team is off the charts." And, like, yeah, no kidding. Marcus Hall's one of the cleverest players in the NBA. Kawhi is so freaking smart defensively. Kyle is really smart defensively. Danny is really smart defensively. Pascal is really ahead of his age in terms of his defense is ahead of his offense right now. And we spent all season talking about his offense. You know, he finished multiple months with scoring 20 points, whatever. His defense is really good. Um, And so, you know, and also Pascal knocking down that free throw to push it to, I think, four points. And, of course, Kawhi, yes. he misses the second one. But Kawhi somehow – I don't mind. Kawhi is so good to us. That was wild. Um, what a night, man. What a game. What and a game. I just, Yo, what, what are we going to say? Go ahead. <sighs> so
0: often when these things happen, mm-hmm. you look back afterwards and you're like, "We like, of course it happened this way. We should have seen that coming. Yeah. I felt that way after so many Raptors playoff runs. You know, mm-hmm. especially, like, going in those series against the Cavs. And I'm, like, digging into the matchup data. and yeah, yeah, looking yeah. at the regular season series. And I'm, like, on paper, all right, like, we got yeah. a chance. We yeah, should yeah. win this series even. Like, if you want to go back to last year, I was so confident they were going to win. And then you look back afterwards, like, how did I ever – like, how did I not see this coming? Yep. And this I, – I legitimately, like, even looking back in hindsight,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm still shocked. Like, the Bucks are a great the Bucks are team. are really, really, really oh good team. Oh, my God. And they won – you know the first two games the the first game like that's the kind of soul snatching loss, yeah, Kyle scores thirty, literally any you know any other game. Raptors team just folds after that, and they get swept
1: that was like you know the, what I'm that was game one against Cleveland the number tippins and stuff like that,
0: yeah, and I didn't think they were gonna get swept after that, but after they lost that game, I was like Man, yeah, that was their chance,
1: and then, and then they got blown and, out in game two, and, and
0: it's like yeah, game one was their chance, yeah. And then they come back, and this team has not lost more than two games all year, and they beat them four fucking times in a row. Like, are you kidding me? Four times in a
1: row. Yo, they got swept. No, this is is a, I don't know what to call it, a backdoor sweep or whatever. This (laughs) thing got swept. The Raptors swept up the Bucks. Which, by the way, um, uh, we're going to take a quick sidebar, and we'll come back to Nick Nurse, who also deserves a lot of credit. Absolutely. um, Let's just talk about the Raptors versus the Bucks. The history of the Raptors versus the Bucks. So, obviously, 2017, big time. Uh, big time for the franchise, you know, um, PJ Tucker did a great job defensively on Kawhi, uh, or sorry, on uh, Giannis, and, you know, um, you know Raptors go down 2-1, Norman Powell comes in, he does the Fat Manley senior thing, he hits, I think, 12 or 13 from three, and the Raptors win three straight, um, and... uh yeah, that was a series. They, they they win, right? But seriously, in that game six, like it was it was crazy. Like the Raptors were up like twenty seven, and then like the Bucks make this ridiculous comeback. Raptors just couldn't score at all. Jason Terry just kept getting open. Jason Terry at like the age of like fifty nine was like hitting a bunch of threes, pushing the Raptors back, and then all of a sudden Demar dunks. Patrick Patterson hits that corner three. Corey Joseph gets a layup or whatever, and it's like that pushes the Raptors over the top. But another one of my favorite Buck memories, twenty fifteen. Oh, the fifty, the fifty point win, yes. the Bruno game, the Bruno game also <laughs> came against the Bucks. Yeah, the Raptors won that game by fifty points. It was November. The Raptors, I think, were the number one seed in the NBA. They had come out to this incredible. I think it was like eleven and two. Yeah, and they they smacked the Cavs like the next night. They too. smacked the Cavs. Lou Williams had like twenty five in the first half. It looked amazing. It, yeah. it honestly looked amazing. But one of my favorite pieces of yours actually was revisiting that Bruno you. game. Thank yeah. you. It's, it's That it's was the, tight. It's the most fun I've ever had writing a piece. Like um. Just all the moments that went into that, um, I mean, you know, Bruno get, getting chance, you know, Bruno dunking the ball from the alley-oop from Lou Williams, who threw it from half-court. Like, yo, you're throwing a rookie a half-court alley-oop for his first dunk, for his first basket of the NBA. Um, all the moments that, that Bruno had and, like, all the ridiculous things that went into that game. Like, Lou Williams, I, I remember distinctly, he got three uh Three point shooting fouls to end the quarter. Or sorry, the three no he sorry, he he worked that end the quarter ISO and it worked three times and he got nine points out of it. Hit two threes and then he got fouled by Nate Walters. Shout out <laughs> Nate Walters. <laughs> no, but seriously, like that was one of the best, like Terrence Ross crossed up Giannis and hit a jumper in his face. Gregus Vasquez dunked. I didn't know Gregus Vasquez could dunk. Um and just so many great things happen. And uh, again the Raptors have a history of doing things to the Bucks. All right. So this for, for yep. this to happen for them to the top all of that I didn't think I would see a game against the Bucks at Scotiabank that was going to be more jubilous, um, jubilant than the fifty point win. But you know this is it. This is it. this I, I was just, definitely that. This was <laughs> I. At what point, by the way, were you um were you were you certain that the game was going to be
0: ours? I mean, honestly, like when Kawhi dunked on Giannis, put them up eight. Like yeah. the Bucks called timeout. You know the Raptors have have turned a 15 point deficit into an eight point lead yep. in a span of like you know seven minutes or something, and I was just like, that's it. Like, yep. I, like I don't think they can recover from that. Like, they they to their credit, they did. I mean, like they <laughs> they, 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 the they brought it back within one point, but after that happened, I was like, this is a wrap, man. And um, you were, you went nuts. <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah, I, I didn't know what to do with myself. It was, um, it was just, a, it was just a transcendent moment. And yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, after that, I guess, um, I can't like really pinpoint a moment down the stretch where I was like, that is the play that did it. But like, I think like, see, I can breaking up that that lob pass in the middle of the floor was like, I thought that was it for sure. Um, yeah. And that was it. Huh? I don't know, man. Even even like just the whole time, I was like, regardless of what happens, yeah. If they lose this game, mm-hmm. I just I, I just wanted to be a part of something like that, like one time in my life. You know one what I time. mean? A game like that where a finals berth is on the line, yeah. and like I've never heard you know, Scotiabank ACC, I whatever you want to call it. I've it never like heard this. it
1: that loud. Not even close. I man, when Giannis shooting free throws in the fourth quarter. It was deafening.
0: Yeah. Deafening. Um, so it was just, uh, th- this was just, you know, whether they won or lost, it was just like, that was what I always wanted to experience, right? Yeah. And like, obviously the, the 2016 run was great. Yeah. Yeah. But like, they beat a shit Pacers team. Seriously. and like We a, can all be I, honest about it
1: now. Not, we, seriously, we can all be honest about it. That was, that was,
0: that was a garbage Pacers team and it was a garbage Miami Heat team. Like, I'm sorry. It was. And, and the Raptors, Played down to the level of their competition. Yep. They did not play well. Yep. Those two wins against the Cavs were magical, and it but also felt hilarious. amazing. But also hilarious. But they never had a chance to win that no. series. It was not... They've not had any playoff series that were intense and pressure-filled and, like, at the level in terms of, like, the quality of basketball being played, like they just had against both the Sixers and the Bucks. Yep. Two... Really, really good teams, yep. stacked with stars, going blow for blow, and the Raptors come away with the win. It was just amazing. Like, <laughs> like thank that's, you, Kawhi. That's, what, that's what you wait for as a fan. Like, this is this yeah. is what you want to see. Like, this is one time f- in your life, and and I didn't <laughs> ever think that I would live to see the day. I truly did not. Um,
1: this is top game seven for you. The bounce.
0: I mean. That's that's really that's hard to say. I guess. Yeah. I mean, they're going to the finals, so I guess you have to say that it. Yeah, does, listen, right?
1: man, There's got to be more. There's gonna be more moments. There's gonna be more moments. Yeah, that's it, the crazy it, thing. You know who was unexc- You know, so when they were handing on the trophy, and you know, you know, Kyle was very happy to take it, or whatever, and like you know, uh, the Raptors owner was happy to take it. Masai was happy to take it and stuff. Shout out Masai, by the way. Uh, you know, on the spot, asked the question. He's like, "Yo, we have the best player in the world." Yeah. We're on live television, tell everybody. Tell he should have dropped. A, he should have dropped a fuck Golden State though. Nah, 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 come nah. on. Um, no, but seriously though, like, um, you know, the one guy who didn't really want to touch the trophy that much was Kawhi, who was like, <laughs> "This is y- not y- the, this is not the trophy." It's I'm after. like, eh, whatever. <laughs> seriously, like, you know, I, I got, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. So. Um, right, he also again.
0: like didn't even really
1: react after that dunk like it was classic I, straight face Hawaii. I don't know how he does it man I really don't know how he does it like he had he had all, all the opportunity to do anything like because the Bucks called timeout Boonholzer, I can only imagine how disgusted his face was because <laughs> it, it's already in like a resting disgust face but like after that dunk I can only imagine but um, um, yeah sorry let's let's talk back to Nick Nurse before we talk about anything else uh, we just gotta give him a lot of credit for this like first off a rookie coach Taking a team to the NBA Finals. I don't think this has been done since, um, I guess Steve, Ty, Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr and Ty Lue, what well, Kerr was
0: before Lue, 2014-15. Right. right.
1: Okay. So he's he's already joined that ranks, and like, I mean, he he's done a really good job with this team. He really has, and he catches a lot of flack. But you know what? In that Sixer series, he figured it out. He went big when you know, like that. It just. It's counterintuitive to go big. He went so big, he had Kawhi playing two, and Pascal was a three. Like, who thought Pascal could play three all of a sudden? But no, so Pascal played a lot of three. Sergeant and Mark figured it out. They are doing the whole high-low stuff they used to do with Team Spain and stuff. Like, you know what I mean? They got by that series. They managed just enough. And look, whatever. It took the balance or whatever. But, like, seriously, like, Nurse put them in that situation where they were competitive, and they got in that moment, and they delivered. And in this series, games one and two were really tough. What does he do? He comes back. All right, we'll put Kawhi and Giannis. We'll put Kawhi on Giannis. It's a great luxury to have Kawhi to be able to put on Giannis. But still, he makes that decision. He he does it. Um, And you look at the rest of the Raptors' defensive scheme. Like, he had a really – for a guy who's known as, like, you know, an offensive guru because the way he revolutionized Raptors' offense in 2018, his defensive acumen as a coach is incredible. I mean, like, look at the way the Raptors defend. Yes, they have a lot of talent. Yes, they have a lot of IQ. But – the scheme, the way they're disciplined, the way they rotate. And if a team that doesn't practice that much, I don't know how he has a team operating like this. But it's amazing. It's amazing. And the Raptors defensively have, have figured it out. And even in the course of this game, like we mentioned, right? Like the Bucs make these adjustments. Giannis goes on. You know, Gasol in the second half, what do you see? You know, Pascal's playing pick and roll. He's screening. And the Raptors second half, they come out really strong. And, again, it takes greatness to win. But it takes a great coach to put you in that position to actually do it. And so – yeah, he, Shout out Nick Nurse, man! Absolutely, he was just he pressed
0: all the right buttons in this series, man, and you mean he strummed all the right chords. There you go, man. Maybe that's better. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think he's strumming right now in the locker room?
1: Definitely Wonderwall.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I imagine the, the Raps built that Wonderwall to stop Giannis in transition. Oh, that's um, beautiful. But yeah, man, he he coached a really excellent series, yep. and he stopped I with think, Van Vliet. Yeah, even something as simple as that, and you know. I go back to that game four, that huge run to blow the game open. Mm-hmm. It's with Fred, Norm, and Serge all on the floor yeah. together. Incredible. After that trio had looked totally unplayable against Philadelphia, mm-hmm. um, he trusted those guys, and I think that's just like a good reminder that these are human beings, right? And it's yep. easy enough for us to like look at numbers or look at, yeah, you know, historical evidence and be like, look, this thing doesn't work. Like you should go away from that, but. Yeah. You know, Nick Nurse is in that locker room, and he has a finger on the pulse in a way that we don't, obviously. And he's yeah. he's managing human beings, and yeah. it's it's not that easy to say, like Fred, we're not going to play you anymore. Yeah. You know, like he's meant a lot to this team, obviously, and mm-hmm. yeah. to see to see his his coach's uh, faith rewarded in that way. I mean, yeah, um, I think it's just a testament to. I mean, it's a testament to Fred, obviously, and uh, and
1: Nick's trust in him. Like, it, it paid off in a big way, man. Seriously, shout out Nick Nurse, which, by the way, I, I, I believe back in like 2015, the Warriors, when they hired Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr wanted Nick Nurse on that coaching staff. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. Now they're going to face off. Um, let's pick three stars. Kawhi, number one. Not bad. Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. Yeah. Kawhi, number one. 27 points. 17 rebounds 17 rebounds man what the hell is that that's yeah. incredible and seven assists and seven assists and, and crazy thing is i think two steals two I'm, blocks i'm pretty sure that Kawhi's playoff career high in assists was six before game five in this series sounds like it i don't know i mean he had a limited coach back then so he didn't have <laughs> he didn't have nick nurse to unlock all the goodies in his there game there you go you know? um I don't, know, I don't know that for sure, but I, I feel
0: like I heard that. And uh, then sure. to, to go out and get nine assists followed by seven assists is just like – That's great.
1: He really is like the whole package. Uh, he, he's the best player in the world, as Messiah Jerry said. So, yeah, first star. First star. Second star, uh, Kyle Lowry. Absolutely. 17 points, yeah. five rebounds, eight assists. One turnover. One turnover uh, offset by a steal, which led to that Kawhi dunk. Oh my God, that Kawhi dunk, yo. Oh, that Kawhi dunk! It I'm is, gonna go home and watch that 800 times in a orgasmic row. Orgasmic the way he dunked that ball. Uh, six of 10 shooting for Kyle. Three of four from three. got two free throws. Um, I mean, Kyle just consistently made plays. Like as much as we talk about Kyle doing all the little things and stuff like that, there are opportunities where he needs to provide scoring. And in a game where the Raptors were stuck offensively, Kyle boosted the team. Like him driving to the line, getting to the line against a guy like um, I think either Lopez or Ilya Silva, but. Generating those free throws out of nothing. Um, him pulling up for three twice and hitting both of them. You know, like he just – he made a lot of things happen um, offensively in addition to everything else he does, Kyle. And, and again, this is – I'm so happy for Kyle. I'm so happy for Kyle. Who's your third star? Fred. Fred. I think – Senior.
0: Um, Frederick. He made so many big plays and so many timely plays, and I just keep going back to that run at, like, the top of the fourth quarter when Kawhi is on the bench. Yep. And even in just in like that three-minute stretch, Fred made so many winning plays.
1: Yeah, um, There was like a great uh, – I think the Raptors gave like a little hammer action – or a no, Spain pick-and-roll kind of action where there was two screens and Fred got all the way to the rim for a layup. Yeah, that was beautiful, man. Beautiful execution. Um, right out to – shout out Nick Nurse. <laughs> yeah. Um, no more Nick Nurse Lander. No more White and White and Wayne and stuff. That, that's they, clearly
0: Bud. They ran that Spain pick-and-roll again to get, uh, to, get Yonet, to, to, to get Kawhi to the rim – and this was after he dunked on Giannis, and he went up to do it again. Yep. And Giannis got him with a clean block, a filthy block. Yeah, Pascal um, was on the spot. But though. Pascal was right there to put yeah. it back up and in. Um, I just think, like, I remember I was sitting next to you. I said they had closed the gap, and they started the fourth quarter without Kawhi. I mean, Giannis was also on the bench. Mm-hmm. And Kawhi was sitting on, what, 32, maybe 33 minutes at that point? Yeah. I was like, I think they just got to play him the whole fourth quarter. I don't it, – it's too tight. They can't afford to play these minutes without him. Like, he should be out there. They're pushing their luck. And he comes back in the game, and the Raptors are, like, ahead by five.
1: Nick Nurse?
0: Again, Nick Nurse.
1: Um. So, yeah, I think I think Fred, Fred, does, Fred deserves a third start. I mean, four
0: or five from three. It's wild. Five or six from the field, 14 points, two assists, and, again, a game high plus 12.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, but seriously, this is an example where every single player that stepped on the floor for the Raptors contributed. Even a guy like Danny, who missed some open shots, and it's really uh, upsetting to see him miss these shots. But like, Listen, he's going to find his stroke He's in going the to finals. find his stroke. He's going to find his stroke, especially when he posts up Steph Curry a couple times. Um, Gerald Henderson tonight was, um, I don't know. You know, it's weird. Can I can Probably just- Ilyasova. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Ilyasova deserves it. Yeah, thirteen I mean, and six.
0: Drew a it, couple tr- charges. Slopped yeah, like,
1: in a couple <laughs> charges. You know, um, you know, if I had to give Gerald Henderson just one shot, that Chris Middleton turnaround to beat the buzzer in the corner, like what the hell? That's I, honestly, I was like, I, I, it broke my heart.
0: I had been maintaining confidence up to that point, keeping uh-huh. it kind of even keeled, thinking the Raptors were going to make their run and get back in the game. That possession, first of all, like the Bucks had missed. I don't know if it was a, a three that they missed, but like they missed a shot earlier, yeah. and Bledsoe came out of nowhere to grab that offensive rebound. Yeah. Possession continues. Lowry is draped all over Middleton in the corner. He's got nowhere to go. The clock's expiring. about to expire. He's facing the wrong way, yeah. and he hits that turnaround three to, to put the Bucks up 13. And at that point, I was like, you know what? It's, yeah. I don't think it's the Raptors night. And
1: yeah, honestly, like I said, man, this team can take a punch. He, they can take a punch, man. They can really take a punch. The the mental toughness on the scene. But yeah, you're right. Uh, Silva tonight, 13 points, three of seven shooting, two of five from three, five of six in the free throw line. Super annoying the free throws. Three offensive rebounds, six uh offensive six rebounds in total, an assist. I mean, he was good, and and all that in 21 minutes is it's pretty good in terms of just production that you got from um you know your de facto center, I guess. But uh, yeah, I mean. I don't know. The Raptors did a pretty good job defensively against everybody. And the only guy, maybe Brook Lopez, I thought, you know, hurt them a little bit. But he's also a really talented player. So but they're also do?
0: making it tough on him, right? Like if If, yeah, they if Lopez is going to burn you because you ran him off the three-point line and then he euro-steps and finishes yeah. around length at the rim, that's just one of those things that you have to live with. Mm. And I was totally fine with that. And I thought the whole series, the Raptors just did an amazing job of, of making uh, the Bucks' life difficult on the perimeter. Yeah. You know this team, like th- their whole sort of offensive foundation, is built around shots at the rim and shots at the three point line. And the Raptors help and recover their rotations. Mm-hmm. They were able to to take both of those things away. You know, for a large portions of this series, and <sighs> I-, I can't stress this enough, man. This Bucks team was ridiculously they good. Are, like they were
1: so good. I mean, I thought they were going to take like two games off the Warriors.
0: I thought they were going to beat the Warriors. I, I, I I'd, I, I'd we'll been saying that. that and listen, I in terms of like their point differential, mm-hmm. um, you know their their offense and defensive ratings like yep. they had one of the best regular seasons in the last like 15 or 20 they years. They had as many Double
1: digit wins as the Jordan Bulls. Like, yeah,
0: forty five double digit wins, which I think there were seven insane. seven that's other teams. A half season. Oh. Seven other teams in history had done that and they all won the title. This was a juggernaut.
1: And then they got swept by the Raptors. <laughs> 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 Mike yeah. Boonhoser, buddy. Listen. <laughs> oh, Mike, buddy. Listen. Enjoy that coach of the year, buddy. Enjoy it. Uh, enjoy it. But um, I don't know. I actually, I want to respect the game and say nobody gets Patrick Patterson award to tonight. I mean, realistically, every single player that I played tonight competed, played their heart. out. So, you know, if you want to give it to Danny for missing a couple shots, whatever. But, like, seriously, I think everyone competed. And it really just came down to which team made fewer mistakes in the end. And the Raptors got a couple offensive rebounds, made a couple of shots, made a huge comeback, They held on to win. And the Raptors are now in the end And they're finals. going to the finals. They're going the finals. to the finals, man. They're going to the finals. Um,. I mean the I, NBA finals are opening in Toronto in Toronto and um and and I said this uh, after the podcast on in game 5 but <sighs> look there's going to be a full Warriors preview podcast or whatever we're, we're going to talk about that but there's a chance you got home court advantage KD's not healthy there's most definitely a chance like Kawhi is playing like literally the best player on the planet. I, I appreciate what Steph Curry is doing. I, I enjoyed what he did in the Portland series a lot. I love watching Steph play. Kawhi has been playing better. Um, Raptors are deeper than the Warriors. Not as fresh, but I like what Nick Nurse said. The team that plays on edge stays on edge. Raptors been on edge. Raptors been, been on edge. So And they are still going to get
0: like a bit of a break. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, the Warriors might be fresher, but... I think they're going to get what four days off, at least three days off, right? Mm, yeah. Uh, between now and the start of the finals, so they might not be as fresh, but they're still going to get a nice little break to rest up. Yep. It would be really nice if OG could come back. I don't know if uh, that's in the cards. But... I mean, he did
1: do some light shooting and stuff before the game, yeah. which was the first time he's made a public appearance, sort of playing basketball. I mean, I think like but, if if yeah. Durant's healthy, then I definitely think OG has a place in that series. Sure. Like, yeah.
0: But more than anything. I just think for him personally it would be awesome it would be. to get to see him come back and like play in the finals. He's had mm-hmm. such a tough season in so many different ways. Yeah. And for him to have not been a part of this really sucks. Yeah. And um if if there's any way that he can get back and just get on the floor for any
1: amount of time mm-hmm. in the finals that'd be amazing. Um you know who I had I wish we had for the Warriors series. Yakup Remember when he got 11 <laughs> offensive rebounds against the Dude, Warriors? Dude, yes. And, pa- and, and by the way, Pascal's first career high, first time he got 20 points, was against the Warriors. He shot 9 of 11. That was that was the Pascal coming out party. Yeah. And, and
0: it was like the fourth game of the season or something. He yeah, got yeah. DNP'd the game before. Yeah. Against the Spurs, right? I, against the Spurs. Exactly. LaMarcus was dominating. Surge. <laughs> Destroy he Um, He'd been DNP'd and he came out and he had that third quarter where he scored, yes. like, I don't know how many points, but he, he hit two threes. Transition. He caught an alley-oop on the break, and I was like, man, what is going on? Yeah. And that was, from that point on, he was a regular part of the rotation, and yeah. he, that basically, like, kick-started mm-hmm. the, the, this upward trajectory that he's been on ever since. Um, <sighs> And, yeah, Pirtle, man, like, there were a couple games, the Spurs beat the Warriors during the regular season a couple times, and Pirtle, yeah. again, destroyed them on the offensive glass. Yeah. So, um, We're going to need, need Serge to play like Jakob. Yeah,
1: that's exactly what we need from Serge.
0: And I think, I mean, look, the Warriors do. I know, obviously, when things get tight mm-hmm. toward the end of games, they tend to downsize and go yeah. to that that Hamptons Five lineup. With you
1: know what team can also downsize? The yeah, Raptors.
0: Absolutely. Raptors and whether center is a real thing, w- whether that Serge at center or whether it's Pascal at center, I think they've yeah. got some lineups that can counter that. Yeah. But I also think you know the Warriors still do play traditional bigs a lot. Yeah. And the Bogey's apparently on the mend. Yeah, I don't, I don't worry so much about Boogie in that
1: series, man. No, I really don't. No, I think Boogie's going to be a net positive for the Raptors. <laughs> yeah, and because again, if you can keep Marcus on the floor and let him play defense, he is incredible. And that. and that's the thing. It's like Boogie,
0: he shot like twenty two percent from three this mm-hmm. season, right? Yeah, like you don't worry about him stretching Gasol out now. You like you worry about them running those high pick and rolls and Mark yeah, having to track Curry out on the perimeter. But if Boogie's out there. They they are going to try and run some stuff through him in the post yeah, because yeah. that's where he derives his offensive value. Like he is a good screen setter, but mm-hmm. realistically, like they're going to try and get him going offensively. And I trust Mark's ability to defend him in the post. Yeah, I trust Mark to be able to exploit him at the other end too. Whether that's mm-hmm. like in pick and pop, yep. just spotting up. Whether it's you know same thing, putting him in pick and roll and like one hundred
1: percent Kawhi's going to attack him. Yeah, like look at what he did to Brook Lopez. Look at what he did to Joel Embiid. Look what he did to Nick Vucevic. You know. Uh, DeMarcus Cousins coming off injury is not going to be the same. But, look, listen. Yeah. Holy shit. We're talking about a finals <laughs> preview with the Warriors. And you know what? You know what? You know what team has played the Warriors really freaking tough for the last, like, four years since the Warriors have been elite? is the Toronto Raptors. Now, yes. granted, the Warriors have had a lot of wins. But this season, Raptors 2-0 against the Warriors. 2-0. Including
0: once without Kawhi, mm-hmm. where they beat them by, what, 23 Oh, they smacked them. Oh, that game they, was
1: never competitive. Not at any point. They smacked him. Kyle Lowry had a great game. You know who plays well against the Warriors? Kyle Lowry plays well against the Warriors. I'm just sure saying. Does. Just saying. You know, you know what happened with Quiet last time he played the Warriors in the playoffs? Uh, I believe they're up like 22 points, and and uh, they had to bring Zaza in. Granted, Zaza's not on the team anymore, so that's that's nice. But um, but yeah, listen, there will be an appropriate time for um the Warriors' period, but for now we got to revel in this moment. The Raptors are your Eastern Conference champions, finally, finally. Twenty-four Joel. long years, man. God damn! I'm so happy, man. I never want this night to end. I'm <laughs> yeah. serious. I'm, I never. I'm, want I'm this really night glad end. I got to share this with you, man. Mental. Health. Likewise, man. Seriously, you, me, Alex, and together in a row, like just, just, uh, just you know, an incredible, incredible. Seriously, like after the game, I was like probably laughing just hysterically for like five minutes straight, while also crying, while also sweating, and then like, just like. I've never, I've never felt, <laughs> I've never felt this kind of satisfaction from a basketball game or any sporting event. So no, it just it doesn't get doesn't get much better, man. Um, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I'm happy Likewise, for man. Kyle Lowry. Happy for every Raptors fan out there. Seriously, bro. No more vindication talk. We're vindicated. Yeah, and I just gotta say, like Raptors basketball has formed the backbone of a lot of my
0: friendships. Same, and it's mostly been commiseration. And yep. I'm just I'm I'm glad to get to share this with them and and everybody in my life who I know has has been through the same thing that I have you know and like yeah. misguided faith and yeah. um you know false hope all the times to kind of our head against the wall. I can't wait for you to write a piece about this one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't wait for a Joe Wolfman special after this game, man. I,
0: I mean, like, I kind of let it all out after he hit that shot against Philly because I sort of expected him to lose this series, and I wanted to write that just to be like, you know what? We have that moment, and that was an incredible series that we just won, and no matter what happens from here on out, like, the season is a success, and yeah. it's gravy, and, like, we'll have that moment forever and ever, and, like, somehow, oh, they're still somehow... Going. They're still, oh, we're still, going. still going. And buddy. um like you said, man, they, they have a chance. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Yep. So
1: let's see what happens, man. Joey. Love you, buddy. I love you too, man. I, I'm so happy we had this moment. Listen to Pound the Rock. <laughs> yes. Um Shouts to Joe Cash,
0: man. I'm I'm really sorry you couldn't to be Cash, here, buddy. Bro,
1: seriously, uh, the third person that was not here was Cash. Um but you know, I hope I hope the wedding was fun. Um I know obviously the game, uh interrupting wedding probably is not the greatest, but hey, the result is amazing. And um I wish specify Cash is not getting married, by the way. <laughs> it's Cash is in the wedding party. But um listen to Pound the Rock. Uh read all of your work. Seriously, Joe on is must read. Like we're not gassing you up. Like if he writes four takeaways, you're gonna read those three four <laughs> freaking takeaways, man. He's that good. And if you want when, when obviously when he gets emotional or he writes tennis or anything else, like you, you know,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah. like, or, ordinarily this time of year, I'd be getting set to cover the French Open, but yeah. not so this time around. Yeah. So,
1: no.
0: um nah. which, I, I
1: guess I'll live. <laughs> yeah, I guess you'll have to just watch the NBA Finals with the Toronto Raptors in it. So, yeah. thanks to everyone for listening. Oh, yeah, by the way, huge shout out to everyone who was in Jurassic Park. I mean, it was torrential rainfall, and people were lining up from 10 a.m. It was lined up around the block. Like, literally, it was like a mob outside. Me trying to get into the arena was wild, because there was just, like, it was a mob. And to see everyone out there, the scenes, I mean, I'm telling you, you want Kawhi to stay? Some some of this shit is memorable. That's memorable, man. When you see that outside, it's got to get to you. So, thanks everyone for, for listening. The Raptors are in the NBA Finals. Joey, thank you. And uh, uh, yeah, there will be a Warriors preview podcast probably on Monday. We'll see. But uh, for now, thanks for listening to Raptors over everything.